Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Awesome! Awesome! Gotta have it! The Hammer and Nigel Show. 93 WIPC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Joe Concha, Fox News contributor and writer and media and politics columnist at The Hill. He's got a new book called Come on, man. The uh, <laughs> truth about Joe Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad presidency. Joe, first of all, how many books have been written about Joe Biden versus Donald Trump this year? You may be uh, the first. I love this 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 stat. I can only give you over the next five weeks, okay? There will be 15 books written about Donald Trump, <laughs> the guy not in power for 21 months. And you are literally talking to the only author of the Biden book that you're going to see over the next no five way. weeks leading up to the midterms. Yeah, the guy in power, polling lower than any first-term president in history, which I believe, therefore, that gives you some material to work with. But the Maggie Habermans and the Jonathan Carls of the world, uh, they have to write another book about <laughs> Trump because they serve at the pleasure of the Democratic Party. On the back cover of your book, there's a series of one-liners from Joe Biden, ranging everywhere from, uh, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, to you know the thing. Joe, it feels like maybe you put out your book too soon because earlier today, I'm sure you saw this, you had Jackie. Joe Biden looking around the room wondering where Jackie Walorski was. And of oh. course, she died in an automobile accident on August 3rd. And Joe Biden named a hospital after her, oh. signed bills and named a hospital after her, but still couldn't remember where she was at today. So cringy, man. I'm trying to think, what was worse when he told the guy to stand up that was in the wheelchair, right? Or, or this, what happened with Jack Walorski? I mean, who who passed away? Who you know? And look, I'm going to just give him a little bit of a pass here, all right? Because, but it goes into what we talk about in the book. Some of the things that you see Joe Biden doing craptastically wrong are on Joe Biden, but some are on his staff. So he clearly was reading from a list of names provided from him, for him. And somebody in his communications department, uh, one of his handlers, decided to put her name in there, not, not even remembering that. So he was reading off a piece of paper, but he still should have the wherewithal of knowing that, hey, that name looks familiar. Isn't that the woman who died in the car crash earlier this year? Of course not. But, 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 but th this is where we are at this point, where you have a president that if he runs again for re-election and somehow wins, you You'll be looking at the 85-year-old version of Joe Biden in the oh Oval boy. Office as opposed to this late 70s version, and that's why a majority of Democrats don't even want him to run again in 2023. That's how poorly he is viewed in terms of his mental and physical capabilities and, obviously, his competency to run the country. Like when you, when you raise you know, taxes and when you spend trillions of dollars during a recession, then have the audacity to say that this is going to bring down inflation. Any kid with a lemonade stand knows that that's not how it works, but this is what we're stuck with. <laughs> right. You're right. You're 100% right. And we've established a long time ago, Joe Biden is Ron Burgundy. He will read whatever is in front of him, whether it's on a prompter or whether it's on a piece of paper. But, I mean, if you think about it this way, you've got Vladimir Putin over here talking about maybe he feels squirrely about nukes. And oh. then you've got a full book, a full book on Joe Biden doing ridiculous things. That's a little scary. I mean, we're laughing. We're having fun here. But this guy is our president. 
that's a Burgundyism also, right? We are laughing. Yes, we are <laughs> laughing. But I'm no longer laughing when I watch him do a 60 Minutes interview, right? And remember, he's done two TV interviews this year. And one was with 60 Minutes and one was with, I believe, Lester Holt, NBC, uh, before the Super Bowl. What did both of those have in common? They were what's called pre-tapes. And you guys know what that means. Yeah. That means they were taped a couple days beforehand. So then in the post-production room, which means, okay, we have all this material. Let's put this together to make the president look as least incompetent as possible. And still, out of all that, like we saw in 60 Minutes, he said again, and this is the fourth time he said this, and this is where it no longer is a laughing matter. So if we get this straight, if China invades Taiwan, the U.S. military is going to engage the Chinese military directly because that's what Joe Biden, the commander-in-chief, said. And if that happens, China, at last check, has nukes, a bigger military. We're looking at World War III. So that's why it used to be funny when he was a senator or vice president when he would say stupid things. But now there are real consequences, as in you will die if he actually goes ahead with something like that. And that's why I think the book is important. We have some fun in it, but but there are some serious things here because, again, this is the leader, supposedly, allegedly, and, of the free world. You know, Joe, I'm, I'm wondering there's an element of the mainstream corporate press that's a little perturbed with Joe at this point. You just said it yourself. He's only done two sit-down pre-recorded interviews. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that colluded with big tech to help get him elected. When I say big tech, I also mean social media, the squashing of the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. And uh, now these are the same people that were, you know, just as long as we get him in the office, you know, as long as it's not Trump, then everything's okay. But now Joe Biden isn't really giving sit down interviews or press conferences at all with these guys. And I'm wondering if you, if there's a sense of a little, um, you know, if they are upset with him in, in the least. Well, not in the way they used to get upset, right, where, where Trump would call Jim Acosta a name and then you need a fainting uh, a couch for Jim when you go on the air and say this is a <laughs> chilling threat to the free press. Hey, what happened to Jim, by the way? Yeah. A Democratic president gets elected. He could run faster from that briefing room like Usain Bolt. Like, i got to ask a Democratic that's president some obnoxious questions? Yeah. Forget it. And where's the Acosta book, by the way, out of curiosity? Oh, that's right. That ain't coming. So, yeah, they're mad, but they're not mad mad the way they, they would be. Look, Donald Trump, you could agree or disagree with him. He was the most accessible president to the media we have had in history in just four years. He would do press conferences that would go on sometimes for two hours. He would stop and talk to reporters for a half hour before getting on Marine One. And now Joe Biden, just like he did during the 2020 campaign, is basically running the presidency by pleading the fifth and, and not yeah. speaking to reporters whatsoever. But they're not going to get mad because there's an election coming up, and God forbid uh, that they're going to start truly criticizing this president. And that's why you see so much focus on Trump still right now going into the midterms instead of on inflation, crime, the border, education, Ukraine, China, and down the list where this president gets a failing grade on every front. Joe Concha is our guest, Fox News contributor and a columnist at The Hill. His new book is out, Come On Man, The Truth about Joe Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad presidency. And Joe, while we can go after things Joe Biden says, a big portion of this book are the horrific decisions that this president has made. And the thing that I take away the most here is we've almost forgotten about how disastrous that Afghan withdrawal was. Because he said so many disasters on top of each other, it can't be forgotten about what happened in Afghanistan. You get numb by it almost, right? And Afghanistan was only, what, 14 months ago. And that's where everything began to turn. And and why you would not use Bagram Air Base when he should have to use uh, that for evacuations instead of 
counting on the friggin' Taliban, you know, to handle security. Yeah, of course, 13 service members died. It, it, it probably it should have been a, a lot worse. So that's one decision where you're like, wait, what, what, what is that about? But then the border, all right, that is a national security issue. More than 70 terrorists have been arrested crossing the U.S. southern border illegally under this president. God knows how many we haven't caught, right? And you, you consider that 2 million people crossed into this country illegally over the last year, 2 million the year before that. Those are the ones we know about. Probably somewhere around 800,000 gotaways have also come into this country. So you're talking about the entire population of friggin' Ireland, okay? That, that's equivalent to the number of people have come across. And what's happening? Americans are dying on a daily basis from opioid overdoses driven by fentanyl that comes from China through Mexico over the border. And imagine that, 300 people dying a day. That's like an airplane crashing every day in this country. I'm pretty sure you would shut down the aviation industry and say, hey, we have to stop this. If that was happening, instead, this guy puts Kamala Harris in charge of fixing the border, the same person who, who compared ICE to the KKK. I mean, I'm pretty sure she has no interest in solving the problem. Sure enough, that's what we're saying. And I know you only got a minute or two left here, Joe, but I, I mean, some of the other failures are like are platforms that he ran on. Uh, you know, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, I mean, do you mention anywhere in the book about um, – um, what else? Shut down the virus, and what else was there? Uh, what was the big platforms that he was? Uh, oh, the big platform it, primarily. If you just want big picture that we could do in forty-five seconds, yeah, uh, he was running as a moderate and as a unifier. Yeah, unifier. That's right. That's what I was trying to come up with. Moderate right. and a unifier, it, and shutting down the virus. Exactly, shut down the virus. Just the <laughs> same guy who promised during the campaign that he's going to find a cure for cancer. All right, what audacity! <laughs> right, my mother died of cancer. Screw you, dude. All right, you're, 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 you're not one person can shut down a virus or find a cure for something that we've been looking for a cure for for 100 years. And as far as being a unifier, I'm pretty sure when you start calling 74 million people semi-fascist, which what is that, by the way? You can't kind of get a girl pregnant, and you can't kind of be a fascist. If you're going to be a fascist, you go fascist, right? It's not like there's a diet coke of fascist. Just one calorie, not fascist enough. I mean, so come on. So, Come on, man, I should say. Yeah. So overall, that's what we have. We don't have a moderate. We don't have a unifier. We have a far-left ideologue who believes that govern- government is the answer and not the problem. And when you have somebody who thinks along those lines, think Obamacare, then guess what? This is what you get. You get socialism, and it just don't work as we are seeing, fellas. Go get the book. It's out right now. Come on, man. The truth about Joe Biden's terrible. Horrible, no good, very bad presidency. Joe Concha, Joe, thank you so much for your time, Thanks, man. We'd Joe. love to have you back on again soon. You guys do great come on, man, so I appreciate that. Let's do <laughs> one in unison on three. One, two, three. Come, come on, on man. man. Beautiful. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks buddy. See ya. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.